So this week we're continuing our series on Advent. But before we go into today's topic, I want to ask you a question. The great theologian George Michael said, I've got to have faith. Absolutely. Today we're going to be thinking about faith. What does it mean to have faith? What does the Bible say about having faith? Because having faith shapes your life. But to have faith means so many different things in certain ways. And so we're going to explore that a little bit as we go on today. The dictionary definition of faith says a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. I'll say that again. It's a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Where is your ultimate confidence? Where's your ultimate trust? Who do you put your ultimate trust in? Is it in someone? Is it in something? You know, there's so many people around the world that put their trust in things, who put their trust in other people, and may even put their trust in themselves. Some people will strive after a new job or a new car or a new relationship. They'll hope that these things will bring them life, that these things will bring them peace and joy. But when the Bible talks about faith, it doesn't mean that you put your faith in things ultimately, but you put your faith in someone, and that someone ultimately is God. And so as we go through today, think about that. Where is your ultimate confidence? Because that's where your peace will be. That's where our hope will be. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what it's like when you lack peace? Have you ever fallen out with somebody or you've done something wrong at work and you just feel that level of burden on you constantly when you're around that person or whether you're at work and you're around your boss? Peace is what we need, isn't it? And peace comes when you're right with somebody else. And when we express faith in our, our Christian walk with God, he gives us peace. He's the one that restores that faith in us, that peace in us, where we can connect back with him. But the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, is that our peace in this life is not going to be ultimately coming from those things around us. Ultimately, it's going to be in a person. It's going to be in Jesus Christ. You know, we're not going to achieve that by just trying harder, by being better, which is what the world would demand of us, isn't it? You say, if you're going to be happy, if you're going to have joy or peace in this life, Put your faith in the things around you that you might do better and be better that you might achieve. But as we shift our understanding to what it means to have true peace, we understand that this is about having faith, having a confidence and a trust in the one that gives us peace. We turn to him. We think about how God really restores life to us and life in all its fullness. But this free gift often demands surrender. Because if you think about all those things that are in your life right now that you're going to put your confidence in, that you're fearful if that thing gets taken away from you, that your life will be worth less, that your identity might be worth less, that they might be those things that you have to let go of to really know God, to really know peace in your life, to know rest. Because as we express faith, God will come to us and say, let go, let go of those things because that's when you're going to find life. Ultimately, life eternal, but even life here on earth will be more peaceful because we'll be more outright with him as we have a right focus on those things around us. 
So what does this passage teach us? What can we take from this passage that was read to us earlier today? You know, Mary has this amazing encounter, doesn't she? Of this angel coming to her and the angel steps into her life and says that you are going to have this son. And you're going to name this son Jesus. And starts to explain about the significance of this person that she's carrying and going to give birth to. And so, but what does this story tell us about faith specifically? Well, for me, it talks about four things. The first thing it says is that faith is not about saying that you don't have a problem. You know, some people will say, well, if you had faith, you would just believe that thing's not there. That thing's not significant. And how untrue is that? That when you feel something real, it's real. Whatever you're going through is real. We are going through some difficult times at the moment. COVID has thrown some curveballs at us, whether that's financial, whether that's relational, whether that's emotional or mental. Many of us have gone through different challenges. And so faith means that we look at what we have and we look beyond to what God can do. We look to what we have and look beyond that to what God can do. That we will not limit what God can do in my life, whether that's mentally, emotionally, financially, whatever area in my life that is. Because what we will do is we'll look to the God who is able to supply all our needs and meet all our needs. And so how is that looking for you today? How are you turning to God in the midst of your need? This isn't about denying what we have. This is about turning to the one that has so much more. Mary knew that. She knew that she had so many limitations in her life. You know, she says, but I'm a virgin. How, how is this going to happen? She would probably think about her, her age because she would have been quite young. All those things, all those restrictions, how people might have thought about her because suddenly she was going to be pregnant without Joseph being involved. And so how is that going to look to those around her? But she looked beyond that. She looked to the things that God was going to do in her life, how he was going to move, how he was going to shape her life. When the angel came to her with that news, she presented her question to the angel. When you think about what God is saying to you today, whether that's by the Holy Spirit or whether that's by his word, what questions does that rise? What questions rise up in you? What do you think about? Because there are so many things in my life. I think, God, if I want you to move, if I want you to do this and that, there's this thing in my life that I want you to help me move on from. But I don't want to limit you based on my circumstance. And so I take that to God. So I want to encourage you today. Whatever you think about when you think about God using you and your life being full, present that to God. Say, Lord, this is what I have, but I know you can make so much more of what I have. Just present that to him. She was real, wasn't she? she but she was open. And the danger that we have when God comes to us or somebody says something over us about our future is that we withdraw from what is true. And we just live in our circumstance when God has so much more for us. Having a great faith, this is point two, having a great faith does not depend on your great efforts. I'll say that again, point two. Having great faith does not depend on your great efforts. It comes out of great surrender. It comes out of great surrender. How easy is it for you just to go, do you know what, I'm going to let go of the things that hinder me in this life. And I'm going to have faith and believe that God is enough to meet me here today to take me forward in this life. Because that's what he wants to do with us as we believe on his word. Point three, our faith grows in the soil of obedience. Again, I'll say that again. 
Point three, our faith grows in the soil of obedience. God is speaking to us all the time. Again, whether that's by his word or whether that's by his spirit. He's speaking to you. He's asking you to grow in your faith, to mature. He's going to challenge you in different areas of your life. Whether that's personal growth or whether that's things he just wants to do with your life. You know, for, for me, the greatest moments of growth in my life have been the greatest moments of obedience. When I've turned to him and said, yes, Lord, anything you want, want to do. And that was Mary's response, wasn't it? You know, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled in my life. Is your desire that the Lord's will and his word will be fulfilled in your life today? Let's be a people that would turn to him and say, yes, Lord. Let your will be fulfilled in my life. Let your word be known and grow in my life that I might be like Christ. Point four, our faith is in God, the one who sent his son to die for everyone on this earth. The gospel is the thing that transforms us. That's ultimately what we are putting our faith in today. That we believe that God sent his son for each one of us and died that we might have eternal life. He rose again that we might conquer sin and death and live with him forever. How is that shaping you today? How much do you have confidence in that today? Let's pray. Let's turn to him and say, Lord, let me grow in confidence that you have done this for me, that you have given me your gift of life, that I might know you and live forever with you, that I might be free from the things that so easily entangle me. And I put my faith in you who is able to lead me. Yeah, he is the one that forgives us when we mess up. He's the one who gives us strength when we doubt ourselves or doubt others. We can have confidence in him. You know, do you know what? We will never be enough to earn God's love. Never. But God has sent his son who is enough for us that we might be accepted by the father. That we might have a relationship with God forever that we might learn what it means to love him, to know his love in our lives, and to extend that love to other people. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. God is wanting to stir in us a faith in that thing that we are aiming for, which is heaven, to be with Jesus forever, where we'll be free from the things on this earth, and share life eternal with Jesus, to be in that place with him. That, that this is the free gift of God to each one of us. And for those of us who, who know Jesus today, this Christmas time, let's celebrate that. Let's remember that Jesus came, that we might have eternal life, and that we are living in that eternal life today where we might know his love and his freedom here today as we put our trust and our confidence in him. But for those of you today who don't know Jesus, who've not surrendered your lives at all to him, who've not given your heart to him and said, my life belongs to you. I want to encourage you this Christmas time to do that, to put your trust and your confidence in the one that came and lived a perfect life for you, who died on the cross for you, who was raised from the dead to give you life, eternal life. So if that's you today, I want to really encourage you to find a Christian to contact the church and to talk to somebody about what it means to know Jesus. And we would gladly do that with you. So this Christmas time, let's remember faith. Let's remember that it's ultimately about Christ. It's ultimately about what he has done for us. 
and how we can put our confidence and trust in that for our eternity. Have a great Christmas. Amen.